0: Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Christ is risen, indeed. Hallelujah! Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. What a incredible week, Holy Week, truly is. On Thursday, Jesus gathers with his disciples. He teaches them how to love and care and serve each other in the world. He taught them how to gather in fellowship and communion in this same ritual that we've been doing for 2,000 years ever since. And then he reminded them that he wouldn't be with them forever. The next day he would be crucified, changing the course of all of humanity. A perfect person who cared for others, who loved, who welcomed the outcast, who fed the hungry, who gave people hope and vision for how to be faithful and to love each other he met his death at the hands of the brokenness of humanity. And then Sunday morning, Mary and Peter and some others learned the most remarkable truth to to ever be shared, that the tomb where Jesus was buried was empty and God had defeated even death in raising Jesus Christ. This week... This entire week is the trajectory of our lives. Consider it. We spend our lives learning how to care for each other through Jesus' example. We learn and spend our lives trying to figure out what this means. It probably takes some of us a little longer than others. Maybe it takes all of us a lifetime. And yet we do it And we have experiences of Good Friday. We watch sin destroy the creatures of God. To be human means that we will experience suffering. And we will experience our mortality. As much as we try to distance ourselves from this reality, we will come face to face with the reality of our impermanence which makes what Mary and Peter and the first disciples discovered on the first Easter Sunday such a miracle. They encountered the most traumatic death of their beloved friend, and they found life on the other side. Imagine, they're exhausted. They've gone through a a brief period of grief and disbelief, and then they race to the tomb and they encounter it Empty. And the Easter stories, a gardener, a person breaking bread, a fisherman, they begin to see life, to see their friends showing up, seeing the power of God to redeem all things. Thanks be to God. We live in this narrative, showing up this Sunday morning to be reminded that our quest for Christian instruction. And our experience of Good Friday are not the end of the story. God continues to show up and promise us that life is on the other side of all that we experience. I was struck with, I mean, I wonder the gospel would be written differently 2,000 years ago. Um, I get random text messages all the time from a lot of y'all. Not a surprise to most of y'all. I was struck with this text message I received on Thursday morning. It was a screenshot. One year ago on Monday Thursday, about 20 minutes after the, the Monday Thursday service, one of our parishioners was texting with Jane Pounds, and she told Jane that that Thursday night she really missed seeing Jane and Sharon strip the altar, which is our tradition. And Jane's response, the screenshot that just appeared on my phone during Holy Week, it read, we loved doing it. But others needed to know what a special ritual it was. And they did very well and will lead the others. And then she said when following up with this parishioner that she wouldn't be around forever. And I can't get that text message out of my head. It's informed and it's changed my trajectory for this Holy Week. Because it perfectly embodies Holy Week. Especially Monday Thursday. And if I'm bold enough, it's Easter which makes this story complete. See, you and I come here. You and I actually, we do this together. We teach each other about the love of God. We teach each other how to serve, how to be faithful, how to care, to invite each other into loving ministry. We also show up to walk with each other through the most challenging moments of life, We show up at baptisms and funerals, through second, third, and 77 chances to get it right through job loss, through personal and professional struggles, and through moments of profound celebration and joy. We show up when our hearts are heavy from loss or natural tragedy or an act of horror in our world. We show up, and sometimes it feels like Good Friday, and we're here today because the tomb is empty. Death and sin and evil do not have the final word. John's gospel is my favorite account of Easter. I love the details of the story. I love that, that Mary sees a stone that's missing and Peter sees the cloth that had covered Jesus' head all rolled up in, place, in a place um, by itself. And Peter and his, his friend only see the leftover garments on the ground and they rush off Mary sees two angels and even has conversations with them. Then she turns around and she meets the gardener, who she realizes is actually Jesus when she is called by name. I mean, like, where did the angels come from? Were they there before Simon left? Were they just waiting? What about the gardener? Peter, the other disciple, and Mary all experience Easter. They do it a little differently And Mary, who knew and loved Jesus intimately, she didn't even recognize him until her name was called. Then she is awakened to see her friend, and who she thought was a stranger, who moments ago she believed was the gardener. My Easter prayer for all of us is that we, too, are awakened, that we are awakened to be hopeful in the face of challenge, to see life and possibility. Just as the flowers are budding and blooming in the face of Good Friday, in the face of everything that life throws at you and me, there is life on the other side. In fresh blooms, in a local university trying to change its future trajectory, in police acting brave in the face of danger, in children marching for the future they want to live, in the commitment to see goodness and life in each other, and churches responding with building crews and food and supplies when tornadoes hit and retirees helping each other with their taxes with nurses and doctors and ushers coming to the aid coming to the aid of a person who is finding their health to be challenging and counselors helping people process grief and loss and identity In a school in Alabama, making a safe place for people who have not found school to be safe. In our prayer bead ministry, sending bracelets to Covenant Presbyterian in Nashville this week. Friends, there is life on the other side of Good Friday. And Jesus just keeps showing up. We just have to be awakened to see it. In a newly trained altar guild leading our congregation to continue a legacy passed down to us. New faces, new hands, new hearts. And yet the same Jesus Christ, there is life and resurrection. Alleluia, Christ is risen. I have to wonder, I have to wonder if Jesus was smiling on that Easter Sunday morning in the face of the gardener. I wonder if it was a quirk that that caught Mary's eye, a subtle way that she knew it's going to be all right. It's been my question Did Easter, did Jesus smile on Easter Sunday? I have no doubt that the company of angels, those that have gone before us and passed this beautiful tradition down to us, are because there is life on the other side. (coughs) Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah.